Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Volleyball Week. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and today we're going to be talking about the concept of teammate anticipation, right? Just kind of working together as a team and being able to anticipate what the other person's going to do, how they're going to do it, where they're going to be, um, often without any sort of verbal um, acknowledgement or cues, just kind of knowing um, how that's going to be in order to execute uh, more efficiently and more quickly uh, to be more successful. So we're going to talk about this uh, in the context of volleyball as an example, but you could easily substitute um, lots of other team sports like basketball, hockey, football, you know, whatever your chosen team sport is, where it's multiple people performing together um, rather than a more individual sport like uh, singles tennis. So if you think about um, what happens, if you ever watch a volleyball match, there's the position that's the setter, right, who sort of launches the ball up into the air. And then there's the hitter or person who does the spike, which receives that set and then tries to drive the ball um, down into the opponent's court to win a point. Now, one thing I learned when I was playing volleyball when I was younger is there are different types of sets, right? There's um, you know, the, the set that you may see most often is kind of like that long looping set that goes like from the middle where the setter is all the way out to the edges. And then there's a big long run up, you know, the hitter jumps and they try to spike the ball down. But in actuality, there's other sets, too, that happen much more quickly and um, with requiring a lot more anticipation because the ball doesn't travel very far. So there's something called a shoot set which barely clears the net and goes from the middle to the outside, but it's, it doesn't have that high arc. So the jump has to happen a lot sooner, and there has to be more anticipation in terms of um, the person who's hitting the ball. And in actuality, the person who's setting the ball actually has to understand, well, is the person who's going to uh, be, be able to hit this, um, are they anticipating it? Are they going to be able to get there? Are they in position? And then the most impressive one, which, you know, you, you may not even notice as much unless you watch volleyball or really into it, are these quick sets that happen really just kind of right above the setter's head almost, where they just barely clear the net. Uh, and then the hitter comes and hits the ball so quickly. And the amazing thing about these, and this is these are very hard um, to execute, um, is the hitter has to jump pretty much before the ball even leaves the setter's hands. Now think about this. They are committing to jump in the air and looking like a fool if the ball is not there before the setter actually releases the ball. And why is this? Because if they wait to jump, it'll be too late. The ball will drop below the net and they will lose the point. So you can imagine the amount of trust and anticipation that is required in order to do that. And if you think about the way we work as teams, in an organization, a lot of times that's the case too. We're working in parallel or in tandem, and it's not always the case that you finish your task 100%. Everyone else is sitting quietly on the sidelines. You hand it to them and they say, oh, I'm activated. 
Now we're going to go. A lot of times we have to pace ourselves and anticipate how quickly the other person is going to do something, what problems they may have, what are the possibilities, what are the things I can do to help, and what are the things that I can do to hurt. And this sort of anticipation makes for the best teamwork. Now, how does this work, right? How do you get to that level? And if you think about it, a lot of it has to do with being familiar with each other, right? Not just trust, right? Because it's great to trust people. But if you don't have any experience of how they do things and how things are going to be done and timing and expectations, then that trust may not help you when things happen differently than the way you thought it would with the other person who you also trusted, but you knew much better or did things a different way. So it's really key in a high-performance situation where there's lots of moving parts and, and team members that you really develop this sense of teammate anticipation. And this is where leaders and executive presence can really come into play, where you understand this, you train for this, you accommodate this, you make this part of the responsibility of everyone on the team, and certainly you as the leader, to understand that it's not enough just to wait for something to happen. You have to work as a team, and oftentimes that requires anticipation and moving before the other person has even fully committed or shown what they're going to do just because you know um, that's what's going to happen and they're going to be there. So today, what I would love for you to do is ask yourself, how is your handoff ability, right? How do you prepare what you do in order to get it to other people in stride at exactly the right time so they can move it forward without having to stop and go backwards? And sort of the corollary to that is, how is your ability to receive a handoff? How is your ability to anticipate when something is going to be handed to you and to be ready to take full advantage of that handoff and not have to stop, assess, and start again. And on your team, how smooth are your transitions? And as a person with executive presence, whether you're a formal leader or not, what can you do to make those transitions more smooth? Because I guarantee you, people who do that and have that ability, right? The person who's on a team and teams always recognize, hey, when this person's here, the transitions always happen more smoothly and things get done more efficiently. I guarantee you that will be perceived as having more executive presence, which will give you a benefit in terms of how people perceive you and the access to opportunities you will eventually receive. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Do you look forward to attending another Ho-Hum lecture masquerading as a workshop? Ever notice how by the end, a lot of people have tuned out and no one has any questions for the instructor? you could attend a workshop that prioritizes your engagement so you get the most out of the time spent, would you look forward to it? If you truly want to invest in your leadership learning this year, join us for our monthly Connection Counselor Workshop, where your participation is the key. Every month, we dive into another difficult leadership challenge and explore it together. Register for our next workshop now and watch recordings of previous ones at connectioncounselor.com forward slash workshop. Thank you. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels Volleyball Week. We've reached our final episode in this volleyball-themed week, and you may have noticed I really love talking about volleyball. I mean, I'm not a huge sports guy myself, but um, volleyball is certainly a sport that I've enjoyed uh, growing up and, you know, continue to enjoy uh, when I just play casually. So today we're going to talk about making the play. So specifically, we're going to use the context of being a hitter. Right, So the setter has sort of served the ball up to you. It's flying through the air. It's beautiful. It's a perfect set. You you know, do your three to four step run up. You launch yourself up into the air. You bend your back. Your, your, your arm is cocked back perfectly, you know, ready to sort of slam the ball forward. And then you have a decision to make. Thanks for listening can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.